0: What is up everybody? Welcome to another edition of Geekly Bi-Weekly. Am I dreaming? Or maybe I'm having a very weird fantasy indeed with Mr. Josh Cleveland in his warehouse studio. What is up my friend? What is up? And to answer your question, no you're not
1: dreaming. This is a daydream. So I guess that's a dream, would that be? That's a weird answer. Yeah, that's, uh, That's well,
0: you're a weird guy. That's the rumor
1: <laughs> perpetuated by this microphone and my voice. Yeah,
0: there you go. Um, I'm joined by Josh Cleveland. Uh, he runs a little show called A Very Weird Fantasy Football Podcast. For the longest time, mm-hmm. I actually thought, and I don't know why you don't just do this, mm-hmm. just call it A Very Weird Fantasy.
1: yeah. That's what a lot of people say. I, mean, I don't I mean I to be to be honest
0: I don't know cuz I mean people are going to be calling that, that anyways whether you realize it or not cuz I'm not going to be saying oh yeah I was uh, helping out uh, I recorded a show with uh, a very weird fantasy football podcast I'd, I'd be saying I, I yeah I was over at a very weird fantasy the other day and people that that you know and it just seems like a way to pique interest I don't know
1: it, it is and that's the thing That's the interest <laughs> that we don't necessarily want to be peaked <laughs> uh that we have a couple people that sponsor our show, and for some reason, we cannot get them to stop saying a very weird fantasy, but we want it to be a very weird fantasy football yeah. to separate the weird fantasies, which like your daydream that you were just having, yeah. and the fantasy football community, and so, Yeah.
0: That, that's where we're at Well there you go that's a, that's a good starting point <laughs> something like that. <laughs> so um, I appreciate you coming on the show um, it was it was nice to you know we've been doing some work together here recently that uh, I don't want to go too deep into detail yet um, as to what it is but um, I'm very excited to be working with you on future projects that should be a lot of fun but yeah. why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Oh okay
1: yeah my name is Joshua. I have, as Gabe said, a fantasy show called A Very Weird Fantasy Football. We have also an ESPN radio show, and it's also about fantasy football. Um, in regards to the things that I like that may be applicable, uh, I enjoy the music that I've made. I love Star Wars. Star Wars is probably my favorite thing in the world, uh, not can I run that back Star Wars is probably My second favorite thing In the world My third favorite yeah. thing You know I gotta
0: get my priorities right Hey man That's okay That's 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 why this show Was started Was uh, with Star Wars The and love of, of the aliens The love of Star Wars Yeah the love of aliens And the love of Star Wars mm. And the love of the unknown Multicolored aliens Yeah I'm all about that those licks, man. I'm all about the Twi'licks yeah. Except that scene From Return of the Jedi Where it's like Time But no Okay
1: Now, I have actually listened to one of your episodes, and i got to call you on this now. Let's hear it. I love Jabba's Palace. I love Jabba's—the Max Rebo bands, like, they're rocking out, you know. You never know what's going to happen. One day you could be dancing around in circles, and then the next minute you're going to be hanging
0: out with the Rancors. Listen, I love Jabba's Palace, too— but I don't like the retarded CGI crap that they put in there that wasn't in the freaking original movie. Okay, okay, okay. Well, leave retards out
1: of this. <laughs> Jar Jar Binks is not going to be brought up. Okay, good, good. I hate Jar Jar. Okay, but another per- thing that I have to call you on okay. that you you guys did not like was, as you were mentioning, the annoying little guy.
0: Oh, he's so gross! No, uh, that's like my favorite. He's like chewing uh, on C three PO, which no. is
1: the annoying little guy. C three PO, he's chewing on his. Are eyeballs. you kidding like-
0: me? <laughs> oh. oh my god, dude! I just, I can't. I, I there, there's just why. I just don't like him, man. He's he's gross. It's, what about what's your theories on Jabba? If you're talking about gross, what is he? What's my no? Theory? What's your theory? Do you like? You're okay with Jabba? No, I hate Jabba. Okay. Jabba's gross, too. I said that on the show as well, that I didn't like Java. Okay. Moving on. Whose show is this, anyways? Oh, uh, uh, I'm no, sorry. No, I'm just I'm <laughs> teasing. I'm teasing. Um. So, <laughs> moving on from that, why don't you tell us... Let me ask you something. Let me ask you a question. All right. What is your definition of a geek? A geek.
1: Well, I guess... And this is a this is a really good question. I think society has told us what geeks are. So the first type of thing that comes into one's head is what society, the movies and everything shows what a geek is. And so like anybody else, I am impressionable. That's what that's what a geek is. A sci fi nerd who likes to play World of Warcraft. And I've done all of that.
0: That's fine. fine. That, that's that's your interpretation of a geek. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. That is accepted, and that is—I mm-hmm. feel like that's what the media portrays that as, is because usually those types of people that are, aren't afraid to talk about those specific things mm-hmm. are the types of people that talk about the things that they like to do, like playing World of Warcraft. They tell you why it's awesome. They're not afraid to tell you why it's awesome. Yeah. And that's why video games and, you know, things like that are so huge is because people who like those things usually aren't afraid to talk about those specific subjects. Um, Here's basically what my thing is with a geek. A geek is somebody who isn't afraid to gush about whatever it is they like. So, okay. like, for you, you geek out on your podcast every single week. Yeah. About football. Okay. Because you love it. You're not afraid to talk about it. Not at all. That makes you a geek. Being a geek, a true geek. Uh-huh means being unafraid to talk about and to own why you love something. Okay. What do you think of that?
1: I You have great conviction in what you're saying. You were intense. In case anybody, well, <laughs> they did not see, he is literally pointing fingers. Yeah, like pointing. That he had great conviction with that, and I'm going to roll with it if that's the case. And, and, and you're right. There's nothing wrong with being a geek. If you're a geek and you own it, That's what you do. Boom. Yeah. Be a geek. That's right. No one can ever say. No one can ever say you're a nerd or you're a geek if you say it first. Create your own narrative, or else someone's gonna make it for you.
0: Exactly. A wise man once said, "Never forget what you are. Wear it like armor. The rest of the world won't forget what you are, but if you wear it like armor, no one can ever use it against you."
1: Okay. Who was that?
0: That was Tyrion Lannister. Okay. I look it up. Who, I don't know who that is. Moving on.
1: I, I will look it up though, <laughs> and that's actually a, that's I'm curious now.
0: <laughs> yeah, you'll 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 uh you'll you'll be surprised whenever okay. you see it. Um, anyways, uh, no, yeah, that's that's kind of was talking about this uh, earlier today. Um, on your show, actually, we actually recorded an episode of your show today. Um, a very weird fantasy football. Yeah, we did, and that was fun. That was really enjoyable. I haven't been able to really flex my. What football knowledge skills I actually do have since I don't really pay attention a ton, whether it's, you know, with what's going on. But anyways, that's been, that's neither here nor there. Um, that was really fun. And we talked about earlier how how it's fun to podcast and, you know, how it's enjoyable to to run a show. And that's kind of what I wanted to have you on for was to talk about that a little bit and kind of ask you what kind of challenges that you've ran into as far as being a showrunner.
1: Oh man, time, time. I have been in the music industry in one way or another for the majority of my life, and you know, so I have a an, a good understanding of how to operate and produce, and that that's time. But you know, I, I run a business. I have you know uh, religious uh, goals. I have a, a wife and. uh to make sure that we have good content that sounds good and it's getting out in front of a lot of people, it's very hard to do.
0: Yeah, for sure. And do you find yourself uh, – because here, here, here's – and I feel like we're, we're kind of similar in a lot of ways, whereas um, it's not having a lack of something to talk about but A, finding the people that can do it and do it the way that you want to do it and B, scheduling that time. To, to do it. Is that kind of what you're getting at? Oh, unequivocally.
1: Uh Timing, like uh, getting like-minded people on board with your mind and get them to like it. Yeah. That's my weird answer for it. It's hard to find people like that. Sure. And to, to be able to work with you.
0: Yeah, no, and I, I think you can almost get anyone into a room and Kind of BS about whatever, you know what I mean? And like I was saying before, we were talking. I don't. I'm a pretty casual fantasy football player, mm-hmm. um, but I mean, I can get in there and and give my two cents for what it's worth because I come out and say from the beginning, like, hey, I don't know a ton. I don't watch all the games. I don't know all this stuff, mm-hmm. you know. But I don't mind to 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 learn. You know, I, I yeah. like learning and things like that. And I think you run into these guys who a lot of the times they think they know everything or they think they know. What you want, you know what I mean? Or they think they know how to collaborate, but really they just want to run it. Yeah. And you know, that's, that's, what's hard for me is whenever you find someone there, you, you kind of want to maybe do something with somebody like collaborate a, on an idea or a show. And it's like, okay, now I actually have to get to know this person and see if like, it's actually going to work. Sure. Like, are we on the same wavelength? You know, is this going to work and stuff like that? I'm sure you're into that as well. And you made a
1: good point uh,
0: coming into this
1: this episode. There's always people who say, hey, you should do this or say this. That's an idea, man. That doesn't mean that you yeah. can convert that easily into content. So if sure. you want to pitch something to me, pitch how?
0: Yeah. Execution is everything. I have a friend who's an author, mm-hmm. like a pretty decently successful author, actually. Sure. And, um, you know, I mean, his books are in Barnes and Noble. I mean, you can go and buy them. Okay. And uh, I was t- kind of telling him an idea, you know, a few ideas, lots of ideas, because I've always kind of had a itch for good storytelling, and I, I like good writing, and mm-hmm. I was kind of like, yeah, I have these ideas, and he, would be- he was like, uh-huh, uh-huh, and I'm like, so what do you think? And he's like, well, a good idea means nothing to me. If you don't have an action plan or a way you can realistically execute it, yeah. which is where the, the value is the big picture like the big picture like Mm -hmm. you know um being cohesive with an idea Mm -hmm. like having a good idea and and being able to sustain it and have it like actually work Mm -hmm. that's what's most important the idea i mean you can have the worst take an idea like star wars the most simplest idea ever and the execution is all over the place you know the idea is to draw together one big fan base and have everybody on the same have it page meld together. Have it, but that is not that's not how it works. So an idea, and
1: to use those terms, is a haiku. Yeah, an idea is a haiku, whereas a book is actually bringing all of these collection of interesting thoughts and right. storylines and everything and making them work. So yeah, yeah. Haikuon versus a story.
0: Haiku versus a cohesive, tangible story. Yeah. No, no, not even a haiku. An idea for a haiku. Oh. A, a um like a uh, philosophical way of looking at something, an idea versus execution. Like, execution is the biggest part of it. Having something that's written down that actually means something and is executed well versus having a really good idea. Which one would you rather have? Um, the latter, yeah, right. Having I'm take even the having the easy so- answer, then. yeah, exactly. Even having something that's even just remotely interesting, but well executed, I would much rather have that than a huge philosophical just idea. So that's
1: yeah, and you know, a lot of times you can actually tell. And this is, I don't want to get off on the tangent, but we both like books. Sure, we both like books, and we talk about this this quite often. You could tell a new author. Just like you could tell a new podcaster, sure, you know, like you could tell someone who's just feeling their way through. It's pretty spammy, you know, slamming out a bunch of information. You know, I know all of this about this topic, so I'm going to inundate
0: you with this topic right. and make you feel like I know something.
1: Correct. Yeah. And a lot of times, you know, yeah, you can you can learn something if you want to watch if you want to learn something, then go and and read a how-to book. Right. If you want to be
0: entertained while learning something... Go then, off the cuff. ...then have a story. Yeah, Same exactly. thing with the podcast. Right. Have, like, a, have a general... This is my co-host, Jace, who I used to have on the show all the time. We always used to get into this big fight of like, hey, what are we going to do? And is like, oh, well, let's just, you know, and he'd probably... It yeah, not not wing it, but hey, I don't really want a script. Like, He's like, no, no, no. Like, I want a outline, at least a, a general outline... Mm-hmm because I'm very like detail oriented whenever it comes to my production and it's like no like I want to tell a story in this particular episode with what with our content is saying he's like dude no I just want to I just want to go off the cuff and there's times to do that you can be structured and still go off the cuff because then you have time to rein it back in and get where you need to go but then it's also it's an art to learn how to follow a format mm-hmm. so like I might have a pretty sh- I might have an outline but then adhere to that outline so strictly that it's not entertaining Mm -hmm. like with our previous episodes our recaps of Star Wars and stuff which we've changed the format of that now thank God I listen back to it I'm like this is horrible like our recaps of pretty much all of our Star Wars movies we've done I'm like wow this is just beat for beat the same information that you could just watch it you might as well just watch it and it was like, wow, nobody wants to listen to this. That's like, uh, to use that
1: analogy or to use an analogy for that. So, say you go see a concert or something and you have your set list or mm-hmm. something. We're both musicians, you know, you have your set list down. Does a fan just really want to, you to completely stick to your rigid plan? Or do you want to work with the crowd? Do you want to yeah. say hi and introduce yourself and get them working? Or if they want to hear something else, are you going to be flexible? Right. You know, like. You have the rigidity, but you also want to have the personality, and that's where yeah. the 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 form of the art form comes.
0: Totally, yeah. And I mean, I think you want a solid backbone. That's my thing. Is like you want a solid backbone, but I mean, I can move my arms. All and over in the life, you yeah. You want a solid exactly. backbone. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, you mm-hmm. want to, yeah, exactly. Like <laughs> just having just a solid idea to work with, you can go wherever you want with it, you know. And I think that's. That's been something that I've really wanted to craft my show into more recently has been, okay, let's stick to a general concept, a general idea of what the story is going to be this particular episode, and let's just see where it goes. And then if we get too off topic, bring it back in. So you see what I'm saying? I do. Totally. And and I have noticed in
1: uh, in your episodes, you've been doing a remarkable job. Thank you. And they're entertaining. Thank you. Entertaining.
0: Yeah, we, we really enjoy doing that. I mean, it's... You can get Emma on more. Yeah, she, dude, she's going to be on. We have so many episodes that mm-hmm. are saved uh-huh. um, for a guy and his wife for yeah. next year. Like, you're going to have at those least... Those are fun. I yeah, I, I absolutely. And she loves those, too. Those are a lot of fun. And we actually have a new vlog segment on um, our YouTube, or on my YouTube, where we just kind of give an update and stuff. And she's a joy. Like, I just, I love her so much. Emma's my wife, by the way, not my courtesan. <laughs> um <laughs> so uh, you were kind of talking about your past production experience um mm-hmm. could you elaborate on that a little bit more and um since we've kind of defined what being a geek actually is maybe you could kind of segue you want me to geek
1: out i want this? you to i want you all to right.
0: geek out on that and then i also want you to tell us what you geek out about just on a day-to-day
1: all right well this is what i geek out like for throughout my life and i'm, I'm very very passionate about this so if i start rambling just Shoot me down. That's fine. With your and proverbial, you know, like that's fine. Synthetic finger gun over there. Sure. So, I uh, have been a musician for the majority of my life. Started off making punk music and that flowed to, you know, different emo, screamo. As I get older, you know, started getting heavily into like the folk, converting some of my old polks, folk, punk songs into folk. Polk. <laughs>
0: I was like <laughs> I guess it, not polka
1: polka well, yeah, no I, that's one genre that i've not I've not dove down, and I've just always loved it. I've loved you know creating those songs and making videos and, and doing those type of things and I've always felt that to write a song it's not i don't I believe in the art. I don't believe in just writing a song for someone to like. If they like my song, that's a bonus. I want something that I feel great about. You know, I don't want a synthetic applause, you know, totally. I get that. And so, yeah, that's, that's been my production. You know, I have had, I had a record label when I was younger, it's quite a few band, decent bands, you know, that, uh, you might have, you might have heard of, you know, I don't want to toot my own horn with, throwing them out there but there's been a there's been a few you know and uh yeah so that's kind of where we're at
0: nice so as far as like now I mean wh- mm-hmm. you talk about having a busy schedule and stuff like that like what yeah. is what what do you geek out like what are some of you more closeted geek out things that you like to do are do you, you play games I mean do you do anything like there's you mentioned closeted about <laughs> me like okay, great if
1: I have a thought it's it's being thrown out there that's to my great. detriment. No, quite I love often. it. Yeah,
0: same here. It happens to me all the time.
1: I don't often have a lot of time anymore. Um, I I love art. I love creating any type of of art. If I want to turn my brain off, though, and that that's a hard thing for me, is to turn my brain off. I will dive into a television series or or a game. Uh, I am. Back to playing World of Warcraft.
0: Well, they just had a huge update, if I'm not mistaken, right?
1: Well, yeah. So they recreated the old game back right. when I was playing. Wow, classic. When I was, yeah. yeah. So I'm like, man, I, I'm i not playing much. Uh, I wish I actually had more time to play. Not because I'm afraid to say that. I just wish I had more time. I've been playing now for uh, al- almost five weeks and I'm level twenty, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which is
0: relatively like people can get to that in like one night, right?
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, maybe two, three nights yeah. of, of hard, you know, grinding. And I, I've played other games that is so much easier to play. Yeah, this is difficult because you don't know where you're supposed to go. It's, actually, I have to read the quest lines uh-huh. and stuff. You don't just say, "Oh, here's a waypoint, go yeah. To this." Yeah, right. But it's fun. Sure, it's fun. It's nostalgic. You know.
0: Yeah, no, I definitely get it. And I'm, I'm, I kind of missed out on the whole World of Warcraft, like, PC scene. Like, I've always been mm-hmm. a console gamer. But, yeah, it seems like a lot of the fantasy games you see nowadays just took the best parts of what WoW was, plus, you know, fantasy literature, and just kind of gave you an ease of access route um, with a lot of these newer fantasy games like Skyrim and, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, Tamriel Unlimited. And I love them. Yeah, and that's that's fine. Mm-hmm. And it's they're great. They're great yeah. at what they do. Great to... They're very accomplishing games, for sure.
1: I agree, 100%. I've uh, I've been an Elder Scrolls guy since I was a, a teenager. And I played every inch. The last one that I really, really dove deep into was Morrowind. You know, obviously, uh, that
0: was that's a long, long time, time ago. ago. That's like original Xbox.
1: I played every inch of it. Every inch of that game. And I loved it. The next two, I just... I just couldn't get into as much. I didn't feel the same. Um, I couldn't dive in to the deep end into it. You know? Into Oblivion? Into Oblivion and Skyrim? and Skyrim. Just something about it. Maybe it was just too pretty. Yeah. Maybe it was just too... Um, too free? And I really can't put my finger on it. Uh, the voices and everything. It was just too much. My senses were going crazy.
0: Overwhelmed, yeah. Yeah. When you take even something like The Witcher or Mm -hmm. even something like the newer Assassin's Creed Odyssey, which is based off Greek mythology, Mm -hmm. you know, in Skyrim we kind of got a little bit of it where, you know, you'd have all these little side quests and you have a million side quests to do. It's overwhelming. Including the main quest. And then The Witcher and Assassin's Creed Odyssey make that look like a Disney movie as far as content is concerned. I mean, you're talking about going into an area, into The Witcher, where you, like, go and... You know, go to a a message board and it's like, oh, there's a bunch of contracts and side quests. You click on them all, and then like thirty question marks every time you go to your map. Anytime, yeah, you're never done. You have all these question marks popping up, and the same thing in Assassin's Creed Odyssey, they're popping up everywhere, and then. You there. The the beautiful thing is there's like 50 message boards. So you go to like 50 message. You know, you go to all these message boards, and before you know it, your entire map is just covered all the way in question marks. And it's like, I don't have time for this, dude. I like to play a lot of stuff. And that's great for content if you're sure. if you're looking for content. If but, you buy like one game
1: a year, but if you're looking for accomplishment and the sure. feeling like, wow, I just went into that dungeon. I just killed that dragon or that elf or something. I want to come out and enjoy my loot that I pulled out for a second yeah. and breathe instead yeah. of feeling like my boss is knocking on my door and telling me get to work.
0: Right, yeah, and like you you bring up a really good point of enjoying your loot that you get. Mm-hmm. I have a hard time with a lot of these looter shooters and like stuff like that and things where you're always swapping out weapons. It's like whatever happened to Getting a weapon or something or a perk that you were super duper happy with and super duper proud of that you had it, and then lo and behold, it becomes obsolete. Like whatever happened, yeah, exactly. You don't get to level that up anymore. I really miss that in games. Whenever, you know, you would unlock a certain weapon because it was worth unlocking. You know what I mean? It, It wasn't randomized. It wasn't the the feeling of accomplishment. It's like yeah, this is the sword I've had since the very beginning of the game. That You're, I've just been kept I've kept on upgrading, or maybe I, I kept upgrading it, but then I had to mix it with this other weapon. Like I had to craft it together with this other thing to make this newer weapon, but it's still the same weapon. A new enchanting. Exactly. Sword. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Like I just You're never gonna get that though. No, you never will. You're it will never, never be back. That. It'll never be back again because it's instant gratification, it's qua it's quantity over quality. Um, and, you know, it's just those little details are kind of missing now in, in those games, and it's it's sad. I, I miss the days where it was more simple. It didn't have to be about the amount of weapons you could find and all this loot that you could find.
1: And I'm just not good at them. I'll be straight, especially like a first-person shooter <laughs> or something. Like, sure. So when Battlefield 2 came out, not the the new Battlefield Two, like Battlefield Two, and mind you, like I I have a three at the beginning of my age, so I'm a lot older than, uh, than like you're talking than like than Battlefield you. Bad Company, no Battlefield Two, which Battlefield came out Two, like, okay, gosh, it has to be like 15, 16 years ago, okay, okay, I was great at it, I mean absolutely great. I was a medic, like you, I would kill people, you know, with very offensive, you know, styles of play. As a medic, which is a defensive and a, right. a, a helper, it's like I'd, yeah. I'd take them down. I had no problems. You know, defibrillator, get up, run, hide, and, you know, I was great at it. All right. Then Battlefield 3 comes out. All of a sudden, I couldn't move. And this is like four or five years later. I come out. I pop my head out. Boom. Headshot. Done. Like, the kids now, you, you know, like... <laughs> It's all a Snipe Fest. Yeah. There's no, like,
0: teamwork. I mean, maybe there is, and I'm just not good enough to get into it. Uh, there's there's games for that. There's mm-hmm. games for people who want to play as a team, and there's games for people. I mean, it's like Call of Duty. It's the same freaking thing every single time. Mm-hmm. Like, it just all becomes one big just giant. Just hide. Yeah, just hide and or camp or do whatever. That's Call of Duty. And then you have games like... Uh, Overwatch, which Mm -hmm. you might be familiar with. Never Um, played it. So that is a team-based game. Like If you want to play as a team, that's the type of thing where you go into a match and you're like, oh, everybody's picked the offensive guys that I like. Okay, well, to make my team well-rounded, I need to be a healer. So Mm -hmm. which healer guy do I like the best? And then it's just you're focused on being a team. That's where the team aspect is kind of going is games like that nowadays. Gotcha. Well, and in those type of games...
1: I'm not good at any of those specifics. Sure. <laughs> so, yeah.
0: Sorry, I'm not trying to show anything. I'm just trying to trying to get my questions pulled up back here because I uh... <laughs> gotcha. We'll just take one second. Hold on. Um, I'll edit this out. Oh, that's fine. Edit. Edit. So, but you know, kind of getting back to you though, what 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 is your past? I know you said like with production, like you you had your own record label and stuff like that. Um, Any podcasting experience prior to that? No podcasting experience. So where did you get your start then?
1: Man, uh, I don't know. I was doing uh, okay. Here we go. So when I was younger, and this is just an off the cuff, uh, off the cuff answer, I always wanted to be on the radio. Okay, always wanted to be on the radio. There was the Jim Rome show. And uh, do you know who Jim Rome is? No, he's a, a sports—he's a sports anchor. And my parents took me to one of his uh, one of his shows that he did. He did like a live a live show, and I was always too young to call up on the on the radio at the time. But I was a clone, as they said, like all of his followers, his minions—they'd call clones or something. But uh,
0: so he's like the first PewDiePie. I don't know what PewDiePie is. <laughs> a, a, a clone. Okay. Uh, okay, are you talking about like Despicable Me? No, no. Well, yeah, like PewDiePie uh-huh. the YouTuber, his 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 fan base he calls the bros. The bros. So okay. this this guy, he was like the first PewDiePie. He was like calling everyone his fan base his <laughs> clones. clones. Yeah, okay. And, and gotcha. We call ours the weirdos. The weirdos, right. Yeah. There you go.
1: So he brought he brought me up, and he made me feel pretty good, and I was talking, and I, I got the urge. I got that urge, you know? And eventually, I started calling his show. I was the only person, non-adult, that was able to call on the show. I didn't have to wait in line or everything, and so I, I'd be able to get on. Then started calling a, a, a morning show called The Kevin and Bean Show, and the same type of thing, like they liked my personality, the the topics that I would go off and uh, they would allow me to come on in certain time frames onto the show and do that. So that's kind of how I got to taste. And the real long winded answer is eventually I started doing like college radio for like punk rock hour, that type of thing. Um, started hosting uh, skateboard competitions and doing uh, the announcing those and did many many concerts that i was the engineer for and put out quite a few different albums where i've produced so that's kind of the way but in regards to actual hosting shows that's something a new incarnation that i'm coming into Mm -hmm.
0: that's a craft i mean that's sure that a big in, in influence on me, which I can't, you know, he's so hardcore with a lot of his stuff. Is Joe Rogan? I'm sure you listen to Joe Rogan sometimes. Oh yeah. So Joe Rogan is is incredibly talented, just because he's naturally a good host. But he's also, you know, baked. Smart. He's, smart, he's smart and he's baked yeah. half the time whenever he's hosting a show. Because I mean, I'm sure that must loosen you up a little bit. Maybe he's we pretty me- mellow. He's a pretty mellow guy, yeah. But you know, he can get a guy on, and, and you can see it in his face when he gets something in his head. Mm-hmm. You know, he just asks. So, you know, it's like they can be on topic and then he's like, oh, that might be a good question to ask. Mm -hmm. And then he asks them, you know, so that's something that I kind of always have tried to do, you know, because I've been interviewing people since I was 15. And, um, you know, just at a a really young age, I knew I really liked doing that. And Mm -hmm. essentially when you're having a podcast, you kind of have to view it as that is you're not really interviewing somebody, but in a way you kind of are. And keeping the show going, you kind of have to attack it from that mindset of, yeah, this is an interview, this, this person I'm talking to whatever it is they're a professional you know even if they're not you have to almost treat them that way that way you know both of your times are respected and the content is respected it's itself. a partnership it is a partnership partner, I, partners or not totally I agree I agree with you it is something that I've had to learn how to do as well um and I'm always learning I'm always trying to get better at um so has there ever been any whenever you're talking about listening to uh, to radio and stuff um, I was thinking did you ever listen to man cow's morning madhouse? Never, you never listened to it. Okay, Mm. so this guy was very, um, he was very out there, um, and he was a uh, an interesting type of guy. And my parents used to listen to him in in the car. But you should check him out sometime and see. And I'd love to get your yeah. I'd love to. It'd be kind of fun actually to go back through one of his older episodes somehow. Okay, and like review it live or something like that. Man cow. That would be kind of fun. On it. Yeah, Mancos Morning Madhouse. Check it out. Um, okay. some, so, what are your some of your favorite podcasts and um, radio? We're getting we're getting kind of close on time here. But what what's some of your favorite like okay. content creators and radio shows and stuff like that that you enjoy listening to? So I'll briefly uh, I'll briefly run down. So if I'm well, don't don't be too brief. I mean, I'm just saying as far as like. You know what I have left to talk about? We're 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 kind of getting. there. Well, I so. mentioned
1: one that has been a staple in my listening to since I was a, a young man. Jim Rome, love him to the to to death to this day. You mentioned another, Joe Rogan. I mean the for the reasons that you mentioned. You know he is structured, but flexible, inquisitive. And, and strong and I love the, his hosting style I love his questions mm. you know um, if I'm listening to anything that interests me something that uh, like say fantasy football uh, prior to us coming on you mentioned uh, a group that, that I like the the fantasy footballers mm-hmm. they're funny they work well they have a lot of uh, charisma and uh, their topics are are spot on. At all times. Analysis is average. Sure. But they have a way that makes us want to to keep coming back. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And that's that's really the key, man, you know, is is I like comedy though. Like, yeah
1: I, I, I like a I like a little satire thrown in with my with I my like facts. Good, I
0: mm-hmm. like good comedy but my version of good comedy is different than yours yeah there's uh, a d- blanket yeah d- th- 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 yeah exactly totally but that's uh, so Jim Rome does he have a podcast or is it d- I mean
1: so like any other successful radio show hosts they always ha- have ultimately converted their radio show to a podcast
0: right or at and, least had some way to supplement it in some way shape or form
1: yeah and he does an extra half hour each day to the stuff that they can't have on the radio or the, the little bit more extreme topics.
0: Gotcha. So, yeah. So, well, that's pretty cool, man. That's that's cool that uh, you've been able to find yourself in a position where you're able to kind of pursue that that mm-hmm. slice of geek pie that's been missing in your life for however long. It's
1: always good to have uh, an avenue to, to express yourself.
0: Sure, an outlet.
1: An outlet. Yeah. That's right. And I mean, then
0: you and I, I mean, you know, not to cut you off, but like mm-hmm. – Being artistic people, like, we both really like music. That's one avenue to express myself. Mm -hmm. Having a podcast, that's another way to express myself. Sure. Having a YouTube channel, that's another way to express myself. You have all these different outlets, you know, then some people just need one. I need, like, a lot. You know what I mean? I'm sure you might. Are are you kind of the same way?
1: I need a lot or I need one that I can dive into. And and I have found with my – the way I am, I am – all over the place. You know, I have to dive into one thing. If I'm doing several, none of them will be right. good. Sure. To what I feel is good or what I feel is actually justified in putting out for other people to To consume. enjoy.
0: Sure. Okay. That's kind of where I'm at with podcasting and stuff like that. Like, I love music. I love writing music, creating music, um, producing music. I, I love that. Mm-hmm. But... I don't have time to run a podcast and a YouTube, you know, and a marriage and a marriage and work on my music skills and play video games. So it's like I have to pick a couple and I feel like this is the one I can channel my creative and performing styles into the content I create is kind of where I'm at right now where music is kind of getting phased out as time goes on and that that's okay. I, can, I review music on my YouTube channel for God's sure. sakes. It's like the passions obviously there. You have to figure out ways how to not only compartmentalize things, but also to make things more efficient, where you somehow they overlap. You know what I mean?
1: And it also helps. So you mentioned the video games and stuff. You can say, "Hey, baby, I'm working here. Yeah, (laughs) I'm bringing home the bacon bits
0: right now." That's right. Yeah, I'm
1: I'm working here. My wife,
0: though, God bless her. Like, the past couple months, I haven't been playing a ton of games just because I, you know, I've been really trying to work on my content, my brand, and um it's one of those things where you're just learning all the time. You're watching tutorial videos, you're reading books, you're, you're doing everything you can to make this thing that you're really, you're really pursuing successful and you're listening to feedback and you're doing all this stuff to where whenever you do want to play a game or do something, it's kind of like, you don't feel good about yourself. I just like, should I be doing this? Mm -hmm. Shouldn't I be focused on this thing that I'm doing? So, you know, there's, there's, it's all, and then it comes with a balancing act and then, you know you sit in a it used to be you know I I'd, I'd just be like okay yeah the podcast is whatever but now creating video and realizing like wow my audio on that last video was not where I want it to be and just spending hours in a room editing your footage and your mm-hmm. your audio and just getting everything that you want it to look right and it's like yeah that looks pretty close to what I want and then you watch it back and you're like man this just isn't quite what I'm ready this just isn't quite what I wanted or what I thought I was going to be getting when I was editing and then you like edited it. You're editing for hours and hours, and you try and go to bed, and it's like. Uh, then you feel horrible about yourself because you just spent all this time focusing on this idea that you're trying to put out there, and it's like, is it even going to be any good? Is it even worth it? And it's just all this stuff coming down. Pain. You know what I mean? It's just like, how do you? That is what
1: any artist, every artist you suffer that I've it. ever talked to, anyone that I've respected, if they've not said that. I've not respected them or I didn't care for what they were putting out, whether it be uh, a brushstrokes or a musician or something, because they're what what do they what do they also say? 2 a.m. is for the artists.
0: (laughs) That's right. Like like, Mm -hmm. most of my creative Mm -hmm. drive comes. I come alive at like 10 Mm o'clock and I can easily it's nothing for me to stay up till two or three in the morning editing or writing music or whatever. It's always been that way. But, you know, at the same time, it's like, how do you, you got to figure out a way to balance that side of it while keeping your integrity. You know what I mean? It's
1: true. And, and it's hard. If you are someone who wants perfection, you shouldn't be an artist. Yeah. You should strive true. for it, but you're never going to get there. But at
0: the end of the day, at the end of the day, there's never been a time when I've produced a piece of content and haven't been like. Yeah, I'm proud of that. Like that's not I can change this next time. I can try this out next time and see where it goes, but I'm freaking proud of this because I made that. No one else made this for me. Like I I used what I learned to to make this for you. You know what I mean? And it's make this for me. Make this I'm proud of this, and if you enjoy it, that's even better.
1: I'll say this. And I'll there's been lots of music that I've put out that I have performed. These are my babies that I'm really happy about like yeah. <laughs> like I will listen to my own music. I'm that guy. Sure, like I love my music that I have made. Like I wrote that, I performed, I sang, and I just, I'll listen to that. There's been lots of those times, but that's something I'm I've done my entire life, and I'm proficient at. But then, uh, I will gradually like I have moved to different types of genres because
0: eventually I'm I am not sure. satisfied with that right. Either. And you want to challenge. That's
1: anything. Sure, in, in you life. you mm-hmm.
0: want to challenge yourself in some way because it started with for me it was guitar. It's like you start with guitar first. Mm-hmm. Right, it actually started with piano. I'm like, okay, this is boring. Then guitar, you just watch someone like riff on a solo and you're like, okay, yeah. If I spent 20 hours, I could do the exact same freaking thing. It's not not impressed. Yeah, not not impressed. It's not impressive to me anymore. Sorry. Um, up until re, I say that, but there was actually up until recently a, a guitar player I actually didn't know how he was doing what he was doing. And that probably sounds arrogant to say, but you know any guitar player who's out there, you watch someone do something enough times, you've been playing guitar enough, you're like, okay, yeah, that's cool. Mm-hmm. I can do that same thing if I put the time into it. But then when I switched to drums, it was like a whole different story. It's like, wow, I'm watching this guy play, and to this day, I'll be watching someone. I'm like, I don't know how he's doing that. I can't play drums. Yeah, I'll well, I mean, drum- I
1: can't play drums. Like, that's one thing that. I, oh man, it looks so simple. <laughs> it looks so simple. Yeah, and
0: it's, you know, to a drummer it is. But, you know, it's it's one of those things like you just, you're always learning. And that's kind of what I'm getting back to mm-hmm. is... Being creative people like you and myself, you always want to strive to challenge yourself while making something that you're proud of. And the only way to do that is to venture into un- unknown waters and to really test the waters and see what works, see what doesn't work, see what makes you feel good. And if it makes you feel good, there's a really good chance it might make some other people feel good. So
1: That's a, that's a really good way of looking at it. I know we don't have much time. Can I ask you a question? Sure. Let's hear it. Okay. And this is on topic that we're that we're discussing right now. So, say you put out something mm-hmm. that you are proud of. Sure. Okay, you're proud of this. This is your this is your child. Mm-hmm. Okay, and someone tells you or criticizes it or something, and not like, uh, "Hey, you did great," or constructive criticism or something. Just someone tells you it's not good. Like, don't just give me a canned answer. How does that make you feel?
0: Um, I think initially it's like, well, that's disappointing. I was hoping it would really speak to you. You know, Mm -hmm. I, I I would hope you would feel the same way that I felt when I wrote it. Mm -hmm. Or I hope you got the message that I was trying to convey when I wrote it. Or maybe I hope that you at least got something that meant something to you Mm -hmm. because it meant something to me when I wrote it, you know? I think every creator, um, no matter what it is, if anyone says that they they don't have hurt feelings, that's a lie. I mean, um, I, I think any I nobody likes to hear that your thing isn't good. But mm-hmm. then after you think about it for a while, it's like, dude, art is subjective. You go to a museum. There it is. You go to a museum and you look at, you know, all these paintings and stuff and it, something might really speak to you that I just could care less about. And mm-hmm. that's what it comes back to is like – you can't say that something is objectively good or bad. You can't say, like, like whenever I review albums, I don't say, oh, this is bad. I say, I'm giving this a 6 out of 10 or a 5 out of 10 because I particularly didn't enjoy this. And the reasons why I didn't enjoy this are as follows. And you can give an educated reason. Yes, mm-hmm. as to why I didn't enjoy this particular thing. Like, for instance, Post Malone. You know Post Malone, right? Yes. He put out this album recently and I love his older stuff. His newer album is the same song over and over again. Mm-hmm. And I mean, there's not a ton of variety. It's a pop record. And if you like mindless pop music in the background that means nothing, then sure, whatever. It had some good songs on it, but as a cohesive album, which is what I like, did nothing for me. So it, I,
1: gave a, I gave it a poor score. The album as a whole yeah. is just a collection of songs, right. not an album. Exactly.
0: Okay. It's not telling me a story. It's not speaking to me. It's not giving me anything to um, add to my life. I'm never going to listen to it again type thing. So it's like, yeah, this deserves, I don't think it deserves a one out of 10 or a zero out of 10 because there are good songs on it, but yeah, it gets a five out of 10 because I didn't enjoy it. And here's why.
1: And that is the perfect answer because to be quite honest, you use the right word. It's subjective. Mm -hmm. You may not like that, but three out of 10 people do. Sure. I wrote those songs for those three people. Exactly. Or, like, I created this topic for those three people. With that said, what do you think of the riff? What do you think of the lyrics, the storytelling? Like, do they work? Is the song well written? Can you give me, like... So if that's the case, and if they can't give me, like, a real reason... Then I'm offended. Yeah. Strictly that, they, that you're just hating. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm just not I'm hating on my I'm, music. But. Right,
0: yeah. I'm not a—I'm I'm I'm not offended. I'm more irritated at the egotism and idi- idiocracy. Um, so you
1: don't like it, but why? Yeah, you why? Know. Give me
0: an educated reason. That's like—so yeah. we
1: all think that our children—like, I don't have a child or something, but my theoretical child is beautiful. Right. And someone thinks my child's ugly, you know, well— why? I like my child. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> right. And so, but maybe there's other things that, you know, it's all how you are raised. Sure. And uh, as long as people. Yeah. So good answer. Thank you. Know, you. I like that. Thank Jake. you.
0: I think there's also, you know, a, a generation gap with a lot of the content that gets released. Mm-hmm. Like it means different things to different people. And, you know, it's hard to argue with someone who's, it comes down at the end of the day. It's like, if if we don't if we can't find, if you make your argument, let's say, cause you're 30 something, mm-hmm. I'm 20 something. We can't, Find common ground on an argument, it's Mm. never going to happen. And that's fine. You know, or it it probably will never happen if you Mm -hmm. can't find common ground on a particular argument. But at least be, you know, somewhat logical. And don't have a bruised ego when I call you on not making any sense Mm -hmm. or if your opinions don't match up with the subject material or whatever the case may be. You know, it's just, like you said, educate someone on
1: why or educate me on why it was bad. I'm okay with it. Sure. I like
0: Um. learning. But yeah, yeah, I mean, there's like, like it's like, like people say, haters gonna hate.
1: My record label, when they came out, they their, what they told me is this is orchestrated noise. And you know what I said? Yes, <laughs> that's exactly right. And once I told them this is why this is like, all right, let's roll with it, let's roll with it. And you know what people thought? They thought it was orchestrated noise, <laughs>
0: <laughs> and three out of ten people liked it. That's fine, you know, and that's and I wish we had more time, but you know with music, yeah. it's one of those things where I might listen to an album, and I'm like, and this is a really good way to wrap up the show for today.
1: We really geeked out.
0: We really did this was great, but you know, at the end of the day, it's like you listen to an album and it's like, man, I can't understand one freaking word this guy is saying. Mm-hmm. But he's making noises or he's attempting to make words in such a way where it makes me feel something. Mm -hmm. And the way the music collaborates with the lyrics you spoke know it you just without speaks you to me, even, with understanding, the, with, without even and it just kind of goes back to why punk Sing rock right. was mm-hmm. why punk rock you, know, take, you take a band like the germs you know mm-hmm. where literally they didn't have lyrics in their songs it was literally just mm-hmm. yeah, 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 uh-huh. you know mm-hmm. you know i mean you, you're a punk rock guy you get that and that spoke to people they loved that it's instilling an emotion exactly mm-hmm. so to me it's one of those things where whatever content you're making whatever you're producing whatever as long as, at the end of the day, if it speaks to at least one person, it's worth doing. It's worth doing. I'm shaking Gabe's hand You're shaking right now. shaking my hand to, right, to right that now. To that point. Yeah. To that point. If you can affect one person, if you can keep one person coming back to your content, your music, whatever, then you've done your job as an artist because you made something that you should have been excited about and happy about. And you've also made something that's touched someone else's life.
1: Man, I'm really glad that we got to do this, man. We've yeah. been talking about it for a We've while. We've been talking about
0: it forever and... You know, like I said, we, uh, there will be, I have a lot of announcements coming towards probably the end, the, the, either the end of the year or beginning of the year, some big news, some semi, you know, big news and, uh, you know, kind of going a little bit deeper into what our collaboration is going to be, kind of getting the listeners updated as to what content is going to be. It's big. It's, it's semi big. It's like half chub. What are you laughing at? <laughs> I'm not laughing at you. I just uh, that was a. Is that? That was that was. Funny. Whoa! What are you thinking about? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> no, I'm laughing. <laughs> so we were talking about being a very weird fantasy, and I will say that this was a very weird fantasy indeed. So very good, Mr. Josh Cleveland. Where can they find you at? Uh, you could find us on YouTube at a very weird fantasy
1: football. You can find us at pretty much anywhere where podcasts, where you consume your podcast, go find us over there. The the socials, a very weird fantasy football podcast, you know. I don't want to take up all of the this. this is this is all about you, but I'm glad that uh, I'm glad that you gave me that shout out there.
0: Yeah, yeah no, of course. We uh, we appreciate you coming on. As always, mm-hmm. you can find us at geeklybyweekly one at gmail.com. You can find us on all the socials at GeeklyBiweekly. You can find me personally at Twitter, on um, on Instagram as the Game Reel. And, and you can uh, find me at Azeroth. <laughs> you can find all of our content on <laughs> all podcast platforms and you can find me as the wannabe critic on youtube so thank you so much for tuning in and we will see you next time stay tuned and also i love you in a weird way